0: three thirty by free speech radio news and flashpoints at five PM, the evening news at six and more fun drives drive specials, so please do help us out. Ah, Leonard Cohen, All right. It is two minutes past three o'clock in the afternoon. My name's Chris Welch, and ordinarily, you would not hear me at this time, but this is our fund drive your fund drive during the fall. We come to you uh, every fall for your financial support in order to keep listener-sponsored radio alive and well and functioning. Uh, doing what we can to make it a real democracy by informing the public. And we have a great uh, privilege this afternoon. We're going to hear from someone who knows all about keeping people informed and really informed, not with uh, false information or misinformation or disinformation, but how things are framed, how things are Placed and how it is that our country has been taken over, it seems, at least the uh, public discourse, uh, by the right wing very successfully over the last several decades. This is a gentleman who we're blessed to have living among us right here in the Bay Area, a uh, professor at UC Berkeley, written a lot on this topic, and he's very passionate about it, and we're presenting one of his uh, most recent and very compelling uh, uh commentaries on the topic of how to think about thinking, basically, and how we could be switching our perspectives to uh, get more liberal things happening, uh, progressive things happening on the political front, to fight the mind-bending uh, Glenn Beck Rush Limbaugh at all. And I speak, of course, of George Lakoff. His latest book is entitled *The Political Mind: Why You Can't Understand 21st Century American Politics with an 18th Century Brain*. And we are offering you uh, your very own copy of this book for your $80 subscription to list uh, gift donation to KPFA. It's a subscription, but it's also a donation. Uh, you can subscribe at many different levels. With your $80 level, we'll send you the book *The Political Mind*. And this is uh, we're going to be listening to a DVD. With that same title, political mind, Mr. Lakoff opining about the state of things as they are now, although Democrats have control of the uh, government in many ways, it still is uh, like the same old, same old, isn't it? And George is going to explain Just Why. Here he is. We are offering you the DVD for $100 to listener-sponsored radio when you call 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-439-KPFA, the DVD, Political Mind, for $100, the book, Political Mind, for $80, and both of them for $165. George Lakoff, here he is.
1: Let's go to um, cases of framing. For example, on the first day of uh, the Bush's administration, he gave a, a uh, there was a, a press release put out, and Karen Hughes wrote it, and she put in the term. Guess what? Tax relief. And then the following day, she put in tax relief, and the day after that, tax relief. Well, those words are defined relative to frames. Relief is defined relative to a a frame in which there's some affliction, an afflicted party, some hero who takes the affliction away. If anybody tries to stop them, they're a bad guy. You add tax to that, you get a metaphor. Taxation is an affliction. That's repeated day after day after day. What happens? You hear the words. The words activate the metaphor in the frame together. They're neurally bound. And um, that's where neural binding is coming in, right there. They're neurally bound, the synapses get stronger and stronger, and the concept is in your brain. But it's not just isolated because frames come in systems. They're not just by themselves. And for tax relief to make sense, they had to have talked about tax and spend liberals and uh, the idea of, of a government wasting all your money and uh, government taking money out of your pocket and so on for 30 years before that happened. In short, what has been going on is that the conservatives for 35 to 40 years have been using their knowledge of marketing, which comes from psychology, to market their ideas. And they market their ideas through language. And what happens is that their frames are repeated over and over and over every day. Well, how do you get to hear them over and over every day? And how does that happen? It's not an accident, it's planned. There was a proposal made in 1971 by Lewis Powell in a memo to the uh, uh, National Chamber of Commerce that said at the height of the Vietnam War, we have a problem. The best and brightest of our students don't wanna become conservative businessmen. We gotta change this. We gotta get wealthy conservatives to um, endow chairs in universities like the Olin professorships in business around the country. We have to get institutes set up or, or fund conservative institutes like the Hoover Institution at Stanford, the Olin Institute at Harvard. And they said, we can't trust the universities. We have to set up our own research institutes. The first one was the Heritage Foundation. And since then, there have been dozens set up. They said, you set, you, what you need to do is fund them very well. So that they have good research facilities and not only good research facilities, they have to know that the money is going to be there year after year. They have to be able to bring along talent uh, and uh, make sure you have enough uh, talent to go along. And you have to have training facilities to train conservative leaders in how to think and talk as a conservative. So there are training institutes all over America. There's one leadership institute in Virginia has you know trains tens of thousands of uh, conservatives to think and talk this way. And then another part of the plan is buy media. That is, get a publishing companies, get magazines, get radio and TV stations, and get your guys on them. That is, get a booking agency to book. Your conservatives on radio and TV stations every day around the country. So what happens is there are talking points that go out to these guys on any issue. They have a list of issues, experts for those issues. They can get a, a, a computer program that goes to every station that they have, to every producer. It says, do you want an expert on this issue? They say yes. They got an expert. They go down the hall. They're on TV. Poof. Eighty percent of the talking heads are conservatives. Because they say this over and over every day, their frames have gotten into public discourse. Now, what happens if people don't know how frames work? Suppose you grew up, as we all did, with enlightenment reason. And suppose you're a journalist. If you're a journalist, you went to journalism school, most likely. And there's something you learned. Enlightenment reason. That is, you learned, your job is to get the facts. Who, what, when, where. Write them down. And to use language everybody understands. If it's said over and over, then it's standard language. And if enlightenment reason were true, if it could just fit the world as it is, then the language would be neutral. And it would fit the world as it really is, period. And then you wouldn't worry about whose language it was. Framing would not exist. As a normal thing. Framing could only be spin. It could only be something that is used to distort things or be fraudulent or try to fool people. If you believe enlightenment reason. But actually, framing is the most normal thing that goes on. That is, every word is defined with respect to a frame. And it could be used by people to fool you. Or it could be used by honest people to say what they really believe. Either way. And what's happened is there's been a lot of both. So you get things like the war on terror. And when the Iraq invasion occurred, Frank Luntz, one of the language people on the right, uh, suggested, wrote a memo to the Bush administration in which he said, really, you should always talk about the invasion of Iraq as the war on terror. And he wrote the same memo to Fox News and soon Fox News would say war and terror every time there's a picture from Iraq and somehow or other people got the idea that and 9-11 were part of the same thing and that Saddam Hussein was behind 9-11 which a huge number of people watching Fox News still believe that's how this works and that's why it's important to understand that enlightenment reason isn't true but that we have real reason but there's more Back in 1992, I was watching the Republican National Convention out of civic duty, and I have lots of civic duty, and I particularly wanted to see Dan Quayle's acceptance speech. uh, Because I knew who had written it. It was written by William Crystal, one of the major theorists. I wanted to see what Crystal had to say. (laughs) So I sat in my living room watching the TV, listening to Quail, and I realized after a few minutes that I did not understand Dan Quail. I understood every word and every sentence, but I had no idea how the sentences fit together. But obviously the people in the hall did because they seemed to all be cheering and clapping and waving their signs at the right point. And this was embarrassing. I'm a linguist. That's my business, right? So I said, okay, I'm going to remember one thing that is said. And here's what I remembered. I just memorized it. I said, this is Dan Quayle's argument against the progressive income tax. It was a one-sentence argument. It went like this. Why should the best people be punished? Everybody waves their signs and cheers. I'm sitting there. I don't get it. Right? But I'm going to remember it. It's data. It's my field. It's data, right? All right. Two years later, 1994, out of civic duty, I go down to my local independent bookstore and buy a copy of the contract with America. Okay? And I get really confused. I don't understand conservatives. I mean, why, I ask myself, are the same people who are against abortion for the flat tax? What does the flat tax have to do with abortion? Okay, well, it's a little bit funny. Uh, why are the people who are in favor of the flat tax in favor of owning guns, even machine guns? What do machine guns have to do with the flat tax? A strict father family and a nurturing parent family. And those kinds of families get mapped onto politics by the idea that the nation is a family. So. How does that work exactly? And one of the things, before I go on, I had forgotten to mention, what metaphors do is preserve reasoning about what is called their source domain. So you're reasoning about quantity in terms of verticality. You know, when you, when you think of prices going through the roof and so on. Now, they preserve forms of reasoning. Okay, what's going on in a strict father family? How do you reason in that family? Well, in such a family, what's the frame? You have a father and a mother, not two gay parents, a father and a mother. In a country with a laissez-faire free market, someone who is disciplined enough to be moral can go out and become prosperous by using his discipline to make money. Now, that has a logic. What if you're not prosperous? You're not disciplined enough. If you're not disciplined, you can't be moral. You deserve your poverty. What does it say about social programs? It says social programs give people things they haven't earned. Therefore, it takes away their incentive to be disciplined. Right. If it takes away the incentive to be disciplined, then they get undisciplined and they can't be moral. So social programs are immoral. We should get rid of them. There's a conservative logic that's built into a straight father family that gets mapped onto politics and economics via this metaphor. And there's more involved. Uh, let's look at the other family, the nurture and parent family. It looks very different. It says that the job of a parent is to nurture children and to raise the children to be nurture of others. And nurturance is two parts. Empathy, you care about the child, you know what all those screams mean. You know you know when they're crying, you have to establish a rapport and be able to talk to the child and have them tell you what you need. And in addition to that, you have to be responsible. That is, you have to protect the child, you have to empower the child, you have to raise the child, you have to give limits. Say, you know, sorry, you've got to come home at this time, it's dangerous after that time, I'll worry. Right? I'm, you know, I'm responsible. Here's what you have to do. And you explain it. And then they complain back and you explain again. And it works out. Now, the idea here is that you have a very different idea of what parenting is. And that idea requires uh, the idea that you live in a community. And so you want to live in a community where people care about each other. And what does that mean? They have to cooperate and they have to trust each other. And to trust, they have to be open and honest. So you get values of that sort coming into nurturing parent family. You apply that to politics and those are the values in your politics. Empathy, responsibility. That is, a government should be caring about its citizens and empowering them and protecting them. And they should be open and talk openly and honestly to citizens and so on and establish trust. Right? Very, very different from the strict father family. You know, quite different. Now, what about the market? The market is an institution. It's a governing institution. Well, have you ever heard the expression, let the market decide? The market is the decider. <laughs> just like in a strict father family, applied to government. Now, how does that work? The market rewards fiscal discipline and punishes lack of it. In addition, the market is seen as natural and moral beyond the assumption that by the invisible hand if everybody seeks their own profit, the profit of all will be maximized, so it's moral. So what does that say on a strict father model? It says the strict father is the ultimate authority. Nobody else has a higher authority. Okay? Anything else that attempts to have a higher authority is interfering. What interferes with the laissez-faire free market? Government. Four ways. One, regulation. Two, taxation. Three, unions and worker rights. Four, tort cases, that is, where you sue for if the company does something harmful, okay? So those are exactly the things that conservatives want to get rid of, and it's predictable. It comes right out of the metaphor system. Now, what about the market from a progressive point of view? It says the market is there to protect and enable citizens. You have regulations to protect people. Right? You have worker regulations and unions to protect workers. You have taxes to pay to protect and enable citizens. And you have court cases to protect people. Now, what is government on the progressive point of view? It has two moral missions protection and empowerment. Protection says. Not just military and police protection, it's environmental protection, worker protection, uh, consumer protection, safety nets, should be health care. Empowerment is not just roads and communication systems, it's also education systems to empower citizens. It's um, banking systems so that you can keep your money safe and get bank loans. It's the stock market where you have the SEC controlling it. It is the court system, mostly for corporate law, so that, you know, people don't just kill each other over contracts. It enforces contracts. No business can make a dime in this country without government protection and empowerment. So taxation is what you pay to live in America where you have these things and not in a third world country like Chad or Bangladesh or something where you don't. And Warren Buffett said it very beautifully. He said, if you had parachuted me into Bangladesh 30 years ago, I'd still be impoverished because they didn't have a banking system or a stock market. Right? He says, he says that in the context of why you should pay taxes. Right? What that's about. Have you heard democratic politicians saying this? Nothing. They don't say anything. Do they... <laughs> Does any of that make sense to you? Okay. I mean, the idea here is to take the unconscious and make it conscious. That's what I'm trying to do in this book and various other books, to say, look, this is a basic idea that you all have. You know it. You hear it. You recognize it. Okay? Our job is to make it conscious. And one more thing. What does that view of government have to do with our our basic ideals, right? Protection is freedom. Freedom from harm. Empowerment is freedom. Freedom to achieve your dreams. This is about freedom. Freedom from and freedom to. And that is what this government is about. So what you have is two very different systems of thinking. They're systems of thought. And they're out there in the country. What's really interesting about this is that we all have both of them. Now, you may be nurturant or progressive in any, every active part of your life. But if you can go to see an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and understand it, <laughs> you have a strict father view somewhere in there. Now, there are a lot of people who have both views in different parts for different issues. There are people who are conservative on foreign policy and liberal on domestic policy or conservative on economic policy and liberal on social policy and all kinds of combinations. Now, uh, so let me give you another example. Um, take Joe Lieberman and Chuck Hagel. Now, Joe Lieberman is liberal on lots of issues, but conservative on on foreign policy. Chuck Hagel is is against the war, but conservative on most social issues. Okay? They agree on virtually nothing. They're both called moderates. <laughs> and. That's important because there's no left to right line. There's just lots of combinations. And that's important for Democrats because there are a lot of Democrats who supposedly believe that they compromise by moving to the right, adopting conservative positions in order to get more votes. But there isn't a strict left to right. What they're doing is simply giving up on their own moral positions and adopting another. And what that does is offend their base. And give up on any moral position at all. Okay? And this is a problem for lots of
0: Democrats. <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> it's a problem for me. They fend their base. They sure do. Very interesting, isn't it? It's like it's a mind warp. It takes your brain and and shakes it up and makes you see things in a different way. It's such a blessing to listen to uh, George Lakoff. And wake your brain up in this way. George Lakoff, that's who we were listening to, we just heard uh, a bit, and in fact, as you could doubtless tell, it was edited and he was uh, heading off in one direction and all of a sudden changed directions there. But if you get the DVD, you'll have the whole thing, which is uh, about an hour and a half long. So obviously 18 minutes of it. was. Uh, this is the 18-minute gap <laughs> of Rosemary Woods fame and Watergate. Eighteen minutes uh, is what you heard of the DVD, Political Mind, featuring the thinking and research of a linguistic uh, cognitive science professor and and linguistics professor at UC Berkeley, George Lakoff, the author of many books all on this very topic, which is how important it is to understand that we are not as human beings and as voters and as citizens merely... uh, Thinking merely uh, about uh, being logical, uh, that were or rational, that ideas and morals and values exist uh, right inside your brain, and in fact, on a very physical, physiological level, and that the right wing has been able to appeal to these brain functioning grounded in emotionalism, which is most brain functioning. For the last several decades, and no matter what Democrats do when they try to appeal to logic and people's best interests, uh, they still are losing in these arguments. And as he points out, compromising when there is no place to compromise. Uh, it's, it's so important that citizens get this and that policymakers get this and start using this information, and that's where KPFA comes in. We are spreading as much as we can the word here thanks to listeners who subscribe and support this radio station as they have for 60 years uh, because they have recognized, as the founders of KPFA did in 1949, that the only way really to have uh, a free dialogue of real ideas is to not have money involved in it, not have commercial interest involved in it, not have somebody making a buck off how you think or getting uh, you to vote by way or th- by how you think. Uh, we are offering you this DVD for $100 to KPFA to keep this institution, this vital alternative to the corporatization and commercialization of our very thought patterns. Uh, $100 to KPFA You'll get the DVD of George Lakoff talking for over about an hour and a half about the political mind. Uh, you can also have his book of the same name, The Political Mind, Why You Can't Understand 21st Century American Politics with an 18th Century Brain. That's $80 to KPFA, in which he goes into great depth in this theory that, in fact, uh, we have uh, for a long time been thinking of ourselves as very rational human beings. That was the 18th Century Uh, The revolutionary thought process there. Descartes, I think, therefore I am, etc. Left out sort of a whole lot there. About emotions and feelings and and how it's all connected. It's it's not linear. It's it's much more female, if you'll forgive the uh, connection there. And that's what George Lakoff has recognized in his extensive research and what he keeps trying to present in different ways to try to get more and more people to understand it. He's as accessible as you're going to find in his writing and in his speaking. And we are very happy to offer you this kind of uh, mind-opening i uh, conversation with your financial support to KPFA. Okay, here's the phone number. I remember listening to people plugging and thinking, give them the phone number. The phone number is 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-439-KPFA. We're asking for your financial support. We're asking for you to become a sponsor of Listener Sponsored Radio. We're asking for you to go to your telephones right now and call the wonderful folks volunteering their time, their life's blood, In the phone room, hoping someone will call them and give them something to do, like write down your name and number and your pledge of financial support to listener-sponsored radio, 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-439-KPFA, or 510-848-5732, 510-848-KPFA maybe i've I'm trying to appeal to your logic here, and maybe I should appeal to something else, something more more gut oriented like the the confusion that George mentioned and that I certainly feel every time I hear these conservatives talking. I think what planet, as Barney Frank said, what planet are you on i I'm not wired like that. I don't know it's just so confusing. How can people think like that? George will spell out how they can think like that. And not only that, what uh, you and I can do, and, which he says, you've got to make it conscious. We've got to understand how we think. We've got to understand why something works. And then we've got to apply it. We've got to be conscious about what exactly it is that uh, motivates us as human beings. Uh, if you like to have that kind of information, if you're interested in uh, knowing more about your own mind and how uh, human beings make things happen, this is the guy for you, George Lakoff, Political Mind, the DVD for $100 to listener-sponsored radio, the book $80 uh, to KPFA, 1-800-439-5732, one 800